it's not morning, it's really evening. But anyway, good morning everyone. This is, uh, my name is Barry Nugent and I'm here with the lovely Stace and we are on the sofa, not, not in a biblical fashion. We are... <laughs> Good start, B. Good start. Yeah. I thought so. I thought so. We are on our virtual sofas because this is Saturday morning and this is the first episode of Stacey Nuge in the morning. Or is it Stacey and Barry in the morning? Stacey Nuge. It's Stacey and Barry in the morning, you wasn't. Is it? Oh. Yeah. It could have been worse. I could have said it's Stacey and Chips because Stacey sounds like steak. See what I did there? Somebody did used to call me Stacey. I didn't. Did they? No. I, 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 I'm never going to call you that, Stacey. Never gonna call you that. Sorry, <laughs> it's too early for singing in an episode, isn't it? Um, wow! In the first episode, I think we need to ease into like random sing-alongs. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll try harder to like not burst into song. <laughs> yeah, unless I'm actually drinking, which I'm done. Yes, because it's Saturday morning. Yes, yeah, that's not gonna. That's not gonna great after like three episodes, is it? <laughs> I can't believe you've ruined the illusion and like shattered everyone's hopes and dreams about it actually being a Saturday morning. But, oh, well. Editing. Which one no. of us is editing though? Because I don't do a good job of it. <laughs> we were going to take it in turns because I'm, okay. I'm certainly not doing it every single time. I'm already doing Geek Syndicate. I so. already find it difficult enough to edit my monthly podcast, so doing it every time is not. Anyway, this isn't interesting for listeners. On even no. a small scale. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Stace and Barry in the morning. Hey. <laughs> hey, everyone. Hey, you. I'm doing very well, thank you. I'm doing very well. I've had my brekkie. <laughs> yep. Many hours ago. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, well, you know. God, Stace, get with it. Yeah, I've had my breakfast. I've had my porridge. So I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go, ready to rock for this first episode of our new breakfast show. Yeah, I'm not keen on porridge. I had Velveeta breakfast biscuits. Other breakfast biscuits are probably available at home this morning, and they were good. Well, they were suitable. <laughs> we are not sponsored by Velveeta. We never will be because of that. Anywho, <coughs> should we go on to our uh, our first segment? Yes, we shall. Yeah, I just want to say, Stace and Barry Morning is sponsored by uh, Breakfast Biscuits. Breakfast Biscuits, your breakfast biscuits of choice. Breakfast. Are you just making up words that start with break? Yeah. I suddenly realised I was actually saying Brexit biscuits, and I'm sure that's actually not a biscuit. <laughs> Brexit does mean breakfast, to be fair. Yeah. Brexit biscuits. Enjoy it, so long as you're white and in this country. <laughs> oh, dear. Let's not get political. Let's just... <laughs> this isn't the time or the place for that, Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Next segment. Quickly. Let's move on to Barry's pick of the fortnight. There'll probably be a theme tune in there at some point. No, I think it would just be you like doing a trumpet sound. That that works brilliantly for me. I'll do it live every time as well then. Awesome. Uh, in case people are wondering why I sound um, slightly cavernous, I'm, I'm recording from my office slash um, volcano hideout. I thought it was your Batcave. I thought this is where we were secretly going to find out that you were Batman, only not so secretly because this is podcast. No, that's why I record Geek Syndicate for this one. I figured I needed to go a more up-tempo. Is it hot in there? It's a bit, you know, that's that's all Britain has talked about for the past two weeks. Oh. How chuffing hot it is. So I imagine in a volcano hideout, it's got to be all kinds of sweat testicles. No, no, no. Two words. Air conditioning. Ah, good thinking, Batman. Yeah. Or not Batman. 
<laughs> well, weirdly, because earlier we were talking about the fact that it was quite cavernous off air, and I was trying to sort out my um, sound levels, and I tried the old draping uh, jacket over my head. Um, what I've realised is I've been sitting there for the last five minutes, and I've actually got a, um, I've got a, a hooded sweatshirt over my head, Batman style. <laughs> well done. Sure, Batman appreciates the effort. <laughs> Yeah. In fact, what I'm, what I'm going to do is, and I will send this to to you to afterwards, so you can see. Uh, I'm, I'm doing a selfie of uh, me, and my um. Selfie. Here we go. Boom. Oh, hang on. Got to check it for double chin. <laughs> yeah, I just realised there was some double chinage, so I've sorted that. It's all good. Right. Yes. Barry's pick of the week. So, um, pick a fortnight even, because this is a fortnightly show, we hope. So, what we're going to do is we're going to be taking it in turns to uh, basically pick something that we we, we love for, for the fortnight, whether it's a, a film, a game, TV show, animal, mineral, vegetable, you get drift. Um, oh, okay. Okay. Well, Stacey won't be doing vegetables. I may well be doing about my love of carrots in a future episode, but I don't want to pick too early. Um, <laughs> So uh, this week, I want to talk about a, a little movie that I saw, which I really enjoyed, called John Wick 2, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's its full title. <laughs> in which a breakdancing assassin comes out of retirement for one last breakdance against his crew. Because they killed his breakdancing dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That might be that might not be the John Wickedy Wick film that you guys are seeing, so I don't know. Um, <laughs> um, anyway, wow, it's amazing how strong water can be. Um, yeah, no. So I watched uh, John Wick Two, um, which I absolutely loved. I loved it more than I thought I was going to love it because I actually went into this film expecting to really not like it. The reason being, the first John Wick film I thought was pretty much perfect. It was really self-contained. It was a fantastic film. It's one of those films that just came out of nowhere that I wasn't even expecting to be good. I just sort of stuck it on with a beer. I thought I'd have a little bit of a watch. Whereas by the end of this film, I was like, oh my God, this is the best film. I was ringing ringing up random people I haven't spoken to in 20 years. And like, you need to watch this film. I know we went to school together and I haven't spoken to you in 20 years, but you need to watch this film. And that was kind of my evening after watching John Wick. So when they announced that we're doing John Wick 2, I was really worried about it because I kind of felt that I didn't need to know any more. Mm-hmm. Um, boy, was I wrong. Um, <laughs> what, <laughs> one of the things I, I really, really enjoyed about the film was the fact that John Wick himself didn't really change. You know, he didn't necessarily evolve in a character. He didn't really go on a new journey of self-discovery because that's not really what he is he's about. Um, he's kind of just a bit of a force of nature in this film. Um, but what I loved was the world around him expanded. So you got to find out a bit more about that whole world that I thought was really interested in the first film. Mm. Um, but even by the end of the film, I still felt like I knew about 10% of what the hell was going on with that world. <laughs> yeah, um, I felt the same. Me and Rich went to see this at the cinema. We saw John Wick on the telly. Uh, it yeah. was something we hadn't bothered going to the cinema to see because we thought, like, it just looks like a guy shooting some guns, like, oh, hello, generic action movie. But we watched it on the telly, and, like, yeah, we couldn't have been even slightly more wrong. <laughs> so when we went to see John Wick 2, I was the same as you. I was a bit concerned, because I was thinking that one of the great things about the character of John Wick is that he knows exactly who he is. 
is a double R badass who really cares about the things he really cares about, like his family and his dog. And that's yeah. pretty much his driving factors. Like he's fiercely loyal to a scary degree. <laughs> Um, and so, so I was thinking, like, oh, you know, what more can they really do? You know, is it gonna? But yeah, I then came out just like, Rich, that was so good. There's flipping scary secret agent. What is that? Oh, and I was getting all over excited, and I was glad that I didn't have to watch another dog die because that's <laughs> a little bit. Keanu Reeves is a guy who is incredibly hit and miss, but he has hit all of the marks with John Wick. It's so good. Yeah. And, and I think what was really great about it as well was um, even though I would say to people, if you haven't seen the first John Wick film, you should you have to, you should see it before seeing John Wick 2. You could have got away with just watching John Wick 2 because the, the way they open it, and I don't want to spoil it people, but there's like a little five minute speech that a character gives at the beginning of the film that pretty much tells you the plot of the first film which I thought was a nice way to sort of bring you in if you hadn't seen the first film. And I just, everyone was great in it. And I think what was really good was it didn't fall into the trap that most sequels do, where characters which you really enjoyed in the first film, you suddenly find them, you suddenly find them getting expanded roles in sequels, which you didn't really want. You just wanted to carry on doing what you liked. And that's what they did in this film. Like, so the guy who ran the, the sort of car chop shop, he was back in it, but he was still running the car chop shop, and you barely saw him. The same with the guy who ran the the is it the Continental? Let's say it, yes. It's been a while since I've seen. It. Um, well, Ian McShane, anyway, <laughs> and he was brilliant, but they used him sparingly, you know. And I, and I thought it was really well done, and I thought the new characters they brought into it again was a bit of a worry. Um, especially if they're well-known actors and stuff, and that can always be a little bit of a worry. But they were all really good. Lawrence Fishburne was good in it. It had Common in it as another assassin who had... I thought he was going to be rubbish. <laughs> but they had some wicked, really, really inventive fight scenes. Mm. I've never seen such a polite exchange of gunfire with two people carrying silenced weapons in my life. <laughs> you know, that bit where they're sort of walking, so, and they're just walking along, and... Everyone else, and I think the thing that I love about the film as well is like, there's normal people in this film that clearly have no idea what's going on. You get a real sense that they just have no idea that this other world exists. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yes, so I don't want to ramble on because this is supposed to be a short podcast. Um, so I just want to say, my pick of the week, John Wick 2, go see it. Well, it's, don't go see it because it's not cinema anymore. Go and rent it, it's brilliant, and you will never look at a tramp in the same way again. That's all I'll say. You absolutely won't. And I also have to give props to Ruby Rose for just being totally amazing in it. Oh, yes. Yeah. As one of, like, only, I think, maybe two women in it. <laughs> yeah. Because she, she is fantastic. It wasn't a lot. It was a bit of a sausage fest, it has to be said. Yeah, but do you know what? Sometimes I don't mind a sausage fest if it's a good sausage fest. Just going to leave that there. Shall we, uh, shall we roll on? Let's roll. <laughs> get it. Yeah. Get roll. it. Get it. I get it. Nicely done, madam. I do get it. Sausage roll, roll, sausage, sausage roll, innit? I get it. In it, in it, bruv. Hey, guess what? It's time for Stacey's Saturday morning cartoons. We're never getting segment music, ever. 
am I going to have to remember those tunes every time, or do you want me to do different? <laughs> I want different. I want a different trumpet sound every single episode. Blackjacks, that's going to be hard. <laughs> get practicing. I will do. In the meantime, I've been on a bit of a Spider-Man kick of late. Uh, partly because <sighs> Homecoming being a thing soon, a thing that I'm very mm. excited about, but also because the Spider-Man and Deadpool comic has been consistently amazing and I want to kiss Joe Kelly on his wonderful face. And so because of that, I decided to dig out my DVDs of the 1994, I want to say, Spider-Man cartoon, and, uh, and, I, and I watched the first episode of it. Barry, it's still really good. <laughs> I was a bit nervous about watching it again because I am a bit fussy about animation now and um, haven't watched this since the 90s, which is actually a lot longer ago than I would care to admit. But I do remember when I was a kid, back when Blockbuster was a thing, for those young people who don't know what Blockbuster is, it's a place where you used to go and you used to borrow videos. And videos are cassette, no, anyway. <laughs> but, so uh, we... it's, it's, not, it's not a game show, Bob Honest did. <laughs> no, well, it was. Was it, was it Bob Honest? Yes, it, it was. was Bob Honest. Um, I remember the theme tune tonight, it was weird. Anyway, yes, Give me a pee, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> so when I was a kid, I rented a, a Spider-Man VHS tape uh, of this cartoon that only had five episodes on it so frequently that we broke it. <laughs> <laughs> so I was a bit nervous about watching it again now that I'm all grown up because I was like, do you know what? You're 32. It's been a while, so the animation's probably not going to be great. You're, prob you're probably not going to like this. Sorry. It is still really good. It's got it? a much dodgier theme tune than I remember it having. They kind of made a 90s extreme version of the Spider-Man theme tune in the sense of it's all like wailing guitars playing the theme. Is it, um, let me see, is it Spider-Man, Spider-Man, radioactive Spider-Man? Right, okay. It's the one as well, which uh, if you listen to it over the end credits, it continues on to just keep saying radioactive spider blood <laughs> at you as well, which is so creepy. <laughs> you could have nightmares of waking up to radioactive spider blood. Where? Where? <laughs> is it on me? Oh. Um, <laughs> one of the things I really loved about it was the fact that the first episode has absolutely nothing to do with Spider-Man's origin, which is great because... Awesome. We all know of it. Everybody knows it. Anyone, even people who've never read comics know how Spider-Man became Spider-Man. So they made the very sensible decision of just sticking that in the opening theme bit. They're like, hey, here's a spider. It bit a guy. That's all you need to know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not hard, is it? <laughs> no, it's not hard at all. So the first episode is called Night of the Lizard, and it's uh, it's brilliant. There's some really terrible typical peter parker style jokes in it my favorite one was uh where he was talking about um he was searching for the lizard in the sewers and he was talking to himself about how people were thinking it might be like a mythical beast down there and then he took a photo of a footprint of the lizards and said mm, i guess they were mistaken <laughs> but i loved it so much that's exactly my kind of like dad level of terrible humor that i adore and the guy who plays Spider-Man is really good. His name's Christopher Barnes, and I don't really know that he went on to do anything else very exciting. But he did a very good job of being Spider-Man and Peter Parker in this cartoon. 
the animation has dated a little bit, but it's watchable. It's not like you don't look at it and cringe constantly, like, ooh, how did I ever watch this? So uh, it was a very enjoyable time. I'm going to have to like rewatch basically all of it that I own now because Spidey's great and I love him. I absolutely love that. I'm not even a big Spider-Man fan. I love that kind back in the day because I remember it was one of the first sort of Marvel kinds that I watched where they brought in loads of, with the exception of X-Men, where they brought in loads and loads and loads of Marvel characters. Mm-hmm. Um, because I remember in later seasons, they did Secret Wars and they had Captain America was in it and they had the X-Men were in it. Blade, I definitely remember Blade being in it, and that was the one I was kind of like, what the hell? <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> yeah, and I think just for that alone, I thought it was a, a great show. But yeah, and again, it was one of the shows like X-Men where they did these kind of like mammoth storylines as well. Yeah. Um, which just went on forever. So yeah, good good choice, young Stace. Good choice. I thought so, and I'm very happy that I decided to watch it again because I was thinking I might just pick an episode of a cartoon I watched the other day, but that, then I, that felt a little bit like cheating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 1990s cool. Spider-Man with its gnarly theme tune. <laughs> nice. Well, I do know that uh, next episode, because it'll be my turn for Saturday cartoons, uh, just to give people a little sneak peek, I will be talking about Rick and Morty, just to get Stacey a little bit excited. <clears throat> I mean, good choice, good sir. Yeah, because I've now watched the entire, um, not the entire, I've watched all of season one, so I'll be talking about that right here in two weeks, people. Set your watch fire. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, do Stay on that sofa. Yeah, yeah, set your watch. Yeah, for like a fortnight's time. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly you've got special watches. So, last segment. I thought you were going to introduce it and I was going to be like... Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, okay, okay I, I will start that again. So, uh, moving on to our last segment. Blimey, where's the time go, eh? Where's the time go? We like to call this segment, um, I, was gonna, I was making it sound like I was doing some sort of Barry Manilow-like concert or something. Hey, I like to call this segment where I come down and talk to the audience and, hey, what would you like to play? Anyway, now we uh, call this section, um, what do we call this section? Moments of Geekdom. Is it Moments of Geekdom? It is Moments of Geekdom. Moments of Geekdom. <laughs> like that, like that. Um, had a bit of a jazz riff, which I quite like. Uh, so what we're going to be doing in this segment is this week it's going to be safe, but we're going to pick a moment across the length and breadth of geekdom. So it can be something recent, it can be something way back in the dim distant past, but just something that's affected us. Just a moment, uh, a, a glittering jewel in um, shining in the night. Lights deep. I might write that down. <laughs> glittering jewel, night, sparkly. Right, got that. Um, yes, so that's what our moment of geekdom is going to be. So, and obviously, once we've done, once we've done ours, then feel free to um, send us yours, and we might even talk about them. You never know. Over <laughs> to you, Stace. We might probably yes. enough that to be honest. My moment of geekdom that I would like to talk about this time is uh, if you cast your mind back to about four weeks ago, and Wonder Ooh. Woman came out. I have to talk about No Man's Land. Because, as a lady, uh, well, I say lady, I mean a female. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I'm no lady. 
uh, as a woman person, it's not very often that you get to see uh, an amazing female character sort of fully realised and, and being awesome on the big screen in front of your face. So I was already a little bit overwhelmed watching Wonder Woman. I kept almost crying, like, throughout at bits that shouldn't really make me cry. <laughs> but I was just so happy to see Wonder Woman on the screen. And the No Man's Land scene, for me, was what I imagine the equivalent to, like, people seeing the original Superman movie was because it felt it, the culmination of everything that happens with Wonder Woman, people telling her, no, she can't do this, she can't do that, we can't save everyone, etc., etc. And the build-up of the music, everything about Diana in that moment when she starts climbing that ladder is so completely perfect to what Wonder Woman is and what she represents that I just couldn't help but burst into tears in the cinema because the thing about Wonder Woman is that, she, yes, she is an absolute badass, she is strong and powerful and she can like crush a car with a pinky finger or what have you. But she's also compassionate and graceful and poised and beautiful. And she cares so much about people that seeing her just like stride along no man's land, taking the fire and like batting them away with her amazing bracelet skills was uh it was a bit too much for me to be fair. I went to see it again last Saturday and I was like, right, appreciate this scene properly, you wazzock, and then I cried again. <laughs> it's just so perfect. And it almost didn't make it into the movie, which is ludicrous. I know. I'm um, you want to join in? <laughs> okay. Obviously, I, I've now seen Wonder Woman, Dave, and I sort of talked about it. And I think... I've not heard anyone say what you... I don't know, maybe I might have said it, I'm not sure. But I think what you said about comparing it to when people first saw Superman, um, I think it's a perfect analogy. I definitely think for me, I remember the first time I saw Superman movie, I don't know how old I was, I was a kid, and it wasn't that long after it had actually been out. I think I saw it on a double bill when Superman 2 came out. And I remember it was a helicopter scene. and. I just remember him doing the whole thing. He runs and he kind of opens his chest in CDS for the first time. I was like, oh! and then he kind of literally defies gravity because there's no other word for it. As a kid, I was watching it and there was no special effects. There was no wires or anything like that. As far as I was concerned, dude was flying. Mm -hmm. I mean, to be honest, to this day, as far as I'm concerned, dude was flying anyway. And it was a perfect marriage of spectacle. The music was spot on. And I think with Wonder Woman, because I think that's the first time you see her. Um, is that the first? No, it's not the first time you see her outfit properly, is it? Because you see yeah. it before. Yeah, you see it before, but it's mostly covered with cape and stuff, so it is very yes, yeah, close yeah. to reveal. Yeah, it, it feels very much like this is the moment where we we meet Wonder Woman, and the music was spot on, just nailed it. And and I think whoever, whether it's director, whether it's the guy whoever wrote the screenplay, whoever, the fact that it was called No Man's Land, but no point was a reference made to the fact that she was a woman and that was No Man's Land. Mm -hmm. They need to, someone needs to go and buy that person a drink and a lot of drinks because I thought it was genius because so much about that film that was good, it wasn't telegraphed to you because so many other films, they would have had that sequence and they would have been like, this is no man's land, you can't go over there, it's too damn blah, blah, blah. And she would have turned and she would have gone, yes, but I am no man. Mm -hmm. You know, and 
obviously the implication was there, but it, it didn't need any more than that. And I just, I love the fact that she was super strong and all the rest of it, but you've got a real sense that she could actually be injured and possibly killed. Because there's a bit where she's kind of crouched behind the shield and the bullets are come in and then she's drilled on fire and then the, the other soldiers sort of realise and then they sort of come up and basically they kind of support her. And you couldn't have, and it's just me, it's my opinion, but you couldn't have done that scene and had that same effect with Superman because there's just no, to me, there's no danger to him. He'll just walk, he'll just walk across, there's no... But I think because she was doing that and she had the shield and it... it it looked like it was an effort for her. Do you know what I mean? That makes sense. I don't know. Um, it, it was amazing. It's she. That moment is kind of like what a superhero film should be. A superhero film should be spectacle, but it should also inspire you to want to be better. And I think so many of the later films, you kind of lose. Are kind of losing that for me. And it was like the scene in Captain America where he kind of comes back with all the POWs and the music's going. It's, it's kind of like that, but. That film, Wonder Woman, is just brilliant. And I'll put my hand up and say, I should have teared that scene because everything was perfect. It just nailed it. It just just nailed it. That was the scene where she became Wonder Woman. And it was... Yeah. I, like, it yeah. sounds stupid, but I almost felt proud. I was like, holy crap, look what I'm looking at. Also, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's exactly what I wanted from a Wonder Woman movie, to be honest. Because I went into the film a little bit nervous about it being, you know, quite long and... The problem was there was a lot of pressure on it to be good because it was a female-led film and a female director. And things like that annoy me because plenty of men have made plenty terrible movies, but we don't stop them from doing it. But, yeah. but this one had weight on it. <laughs> this one had this weight on it of like basically possibly setting women back for decades in filmmaking. And then it turned out to be that good. And I just... I'm so glad I went to see it again at the cinema because I, I couldn't appreciate it as much the first time around because I was nervous that it was going to be terrible. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Resting safe in the knowledge the second time around that it was amazing. But I, yeah, I still couldn't help but burst into tears at that scene because it was everything that Wonder Woman is and represents. And like you say, it was a film about doing good regardless of whether people necessarily deserve it, which is a message I yeah. kind of need right now. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But it wasn't cheesy. That's what was great, is that, like you say, there weren't cheesy jokes about, like, oh, you can't go out there, you're a woman and whatevs. <laughs> it was just like, right, I've got a job that needs doing. I can probably do it. Let's do it. Yes. Yeah. Get in. Yeah. <laughs> and there was no kind of, for want of a better word, any word I can come up with is titillation. Do you know what I mean? Because it would have yeah. been so easy to have had... A shot of her kind of like ripping off her, you know, you're changing her clothes and you see the legs, and do you know what I mean? But yeah. even the way that was, she kind of changed, she turns to a soldier, you see her back, and she obviously slips out of her gear, and it kind of cuts to her then crying. Like, it's just, just brilliant. Just, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Awesome choice, Stace. Thanks, Barry. I don't know how I'm going to top that. Yeah, good luck, mate. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah. I'll, I'll give it a go, don't you worry. So that's it. I guess so, yeah. So we should probably give people some details on where they can uh, find us on that little old internet, innit? Well, I've already said this before. I've said this on Geek Syndicate. I'm currently doing a one-man show called Rum Tum Tucker. Um, I'm going to be there all over the summer. So I'm down at Shorty's Theatre. Bring drinks, bring bongos. I'll be there. Bring bongos. (laughs) 
don't listen to Barry. He's drunk on cheese. <laughs> you can actually find us on the internet. Best place is probably Twitter. I'm at Stacey's Parlour. And Barry can be found at Geek Syndicate on the old Twitters. And uh, yeah, come and say hello. And tell us what you thought of this episode. Unless you thought it was terrible, in which case don't bother. Yeah, but yeah, don't, don't, don't bother. If you can listen to us, we're great. Then, you know, the aforementioned details that stay scathe. Uh, if you want to say that we were crap, then you can contact me at I don't give a fuck on <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> you have been watching too much Rick and Morty. <laughs> I have, I have. Never, that's what I've learned. Don't binge, don't binge Rick and Morty because it, it will rewrite your DNA. Well, on that note, thank you for listening to Stace and Barry in the morning. And we'll see you in a uh, yeah. Bye, geeks. Stay, stay lucky, stay safe. And remember, if there's a Death Star near your home, it's about to be blown up, so get out. <laughs> yeah, what he said. Mwah.